Hey guys, it's Luke Wright with Alex Galoge, and we just finished watching what kind of feels like the end of the series. I know it's technically only the end of Game 3, but the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers lost tonight after being up at halftime, after getting help from people not named LeBron James, and it just wasn't enough. They still lost... Uh, Kevin Durant dropped 43 points tonight. Steph Curry had a bad night. Klay Thompson didn't have a particularly good night. And it honestly just kind of felt like this was the, a game that if Cleveland wanted to to entertain the, the possibility of a, of a upset or even just to push this game to more than a, a four-game series, they needed tonight, and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, it seems like the uh, the death knell for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Typically, when you're facing this Warriors team, what you're banking on is that you can shut down one or two stars. Uh, you hope that their three-point shooting goes missing outside of Oracle Arena. And really, for the first couple of quarters there, Cleveland had done a pretty good job. I thought they came out with some really good energy from the get-go, too. Uh, George Hill finds Kevin Love for a three, and automatically the crowd's into it. And you kind of saw how that domino affected in into the the first quarter and bled into the first quarter. I think LeBron LeBron didn't even have really a great first quarter, but you know Kevin Love, um, J.R. Smith knocked down a couple buckets. Tristan Thompson was good, but Kevin Durant really, I mean, forty three points, a career playoff high. He couldn't miss. Um, you know, when you can hold Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to 21 points combined, 3 of 15 shooting from 3, and you still lose by 8 points, um, that pretty much tells you all you need to know about this Warriors team, one. Um, and two, just how outmatched Cleveland is. This is one of the worst teams, I think, ever to represent uh, a team in the finals. Um Obviously, we know that outside of LeBron James, there's really not much. Um, Kevin Love, sure, but outside of that, everybody's pretty much a wild card. And I think if you look back at the first two games of the series, um, game one was on. Game one, I look and I look at Cleveland, I look at how they blew it. Game two, I, I, I still say, yeah, this is Steph Curry's game, and Cleveland's not over. Cle, Cleveland's totally outmatched, but in game three, I think this just said everything about the Warriors. Uh, Cleveland gave its best punch, literally. I don't think there was really anything more that they could do. I thought that they had the crowd into it. They get a triple-double from LeBron. Um, they get a couple double-digit scores, and still they lose by eight. Kevin Love started off at half. He was at a double-double. He was at 15-10, and 10, I believe. Um, he finished the game, I think, with 20 points, with um, two of those 20 coming in like the last minute or two. He, he really showed up huge in that first quarter, and in that first half, he was doing everything. He was playing defense, he was attacking the rim, he, he was, was making threes. He just played with, I think, a, he just played with an extra step, yeah. and more pep in his step, for sure. And then the second half came, and he almost literally just completely disappeared, and just never made, a, made any big plays, didn't really make that many impact plays. Uh, we saw early on, Draymond Green... Uh, kind of like what happened in this last series. Draymond Green got an early technical. It was a double T on him and Tristan Thompson. And then, again, within literally four or five minutes of, of real-life action, probably only two or three of game-time action, he blew a gasket 
multiple times. And everybody on NBA Twitter kind of brought it up. Like, he's lucky he got that first technical, and he's lucky he's Draymond because he should be getting thrown out of the game right now. Yeah. And that's something that people were curious about because he only has two more technicals to go before he gets a suspension in this playoffs. He's sitting at five. If you get... If you get seven, seven yeah. you get a one-game suspension. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have to worry about that. No, to, now you won't. To be fair. Um, but, yeah, I think Golden State, um, super resilient. You know that going to Cleveland, and even though this isn't a great Cleveland team, um, even with LeBron James, you know, when you look at his supporting cast and what he's working with, you know that you're the better team by a landslide, yet you know that you're going to get – you're going to get hit with that first punch when you go back into somebody else's arena for Game 3. For the first time, Golden State hadn't played on the road since Game 1. Or, excuse me, Game 7 of that Houston Rockets series. So they're playing away from Oracle. Um, they're safe haven, really, for, for shooting threes and really just getting the crowd into it. And I think that they... What we saw in the Houston series was when they went down... They came back, and when you have a team that can hit threes like that, and if you could just get one of those three guys going, then you are in it no matter how many points you're down. And I think that instead of this falling into the trap of, hey, we're just, you know, this is going to be the game that we lose, I think that they they battled back um, and pretty much just solidified why they're the best team. I mean, we're, this isn't, you know, we're not breaking any new any new code Hot here. take. Yeah, Warriors, I mean, best team in the NBA. How did you like uh, the referee live-tweeting it? The, the NBA official um, Twitter account live-tweeting. Yeah, there was a poll, um, and I put – I didn't like it at all. I just felt like it was – I don't know. I, it, props to the NBA for thinking of something new to do. It was better than the Nuggets tweeting out their jersey reveal during the game. Come on, Nuggets. Like, Be better, Nuggets. More like the, the Mick Nuggets. <laughs> I actually, overall, I didn't think it was a good live tweet at all, especially beginning on, at the very beginning. They were either flat out just not really responding to, to the controversial calls or they were they'd respond to it, explain a rule that everybody already knew, and then said, "Oh, but it's really ambiguous, so it could go either way, so that it looked like they weren't actively going against their own refs." I did find that I I found it interesting as it went on that they started explaining more technical aspects of officiating. They kind of explained what the different roles of the refs were and in what situations, what does what. I thought that was kind of interesting. But overall, I, it just kind of felt meaningless. Like, there, there really wasn't a, a reason to, to do it. You weren't actually helping discuss any controversial calls or explaining that the refs were doing anything right or wrong. You were just basically saying, oh, it could go either way, which we already know. We don't, we don't need you to tell us that this is subjective. But overall, th- this game was more interesting than I think either of us thought it would be going into it. Or at least I definitely thought this game would be a blowout. I thought this was going to be a close game. I thought Cleveland had... I'm not going to say the edge, but I thought that they were going to get... That I thought that they were going to be somewhat close in this game. Um, thankfully, we got that for the entire game. Um, outside of the 13-point deficit that Golden State was in, but they won by eight because that's just what they do. Um, 
I had the dubs in a sweep before this uh, finals even started, so um, humble brag, and I am sticking with that. Dubs in four, you heard it here first. I, I think I originally said dubs in five because I thought they'd give up game three or something. But like finish it at Oracle? Yeah. I figured it'd be like, like uh, last year. I would, yeah. I look at game four and I say, who has more motivation to win? Do you even really play if you're down 3-0? I mean, how much do you want to play? And for the Warriors, you're going, eh, we're on 3-0. We go home in game five. Do we... I can, at this point, I see it four or five. I think the important thing to note here is that th- this postseason as a whole, outside of maybe three playoff series, maybe four, has been pretty disappointing. Oh, yeah. It's been, you could tell in the first, I don't know, eight to 12 minutes who's going to win the game. Yeah. It's, it's typically been a, oh, this team can't score. We know how this is going to go. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting, though, because the closer we get to wrapping this up, this, fi- this finals... It's be a very the, fun summer. The closer we get to the summer, and that is what NBA prides itself on, is having by far and away the most entertaining off-seasons. We are hopefully only one game away from what might be the most interesting and influential off-seasons we'll have in quite a while. But keep it here at FRS Hoops. We will be back Friday night for Game 4 and what could possibly be the final game of the NBA Finals. Have a good night, guys.